This is our daily Bible reading, and we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you're following along with us, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 is very much like 1 Corinthians chapter 8, talking about this selfless kind of love that we are to have for one another after the love that Jesus Christ had for us. And after the fact that we don't have to worry about ourselves, we are we are taken care of by God. God has done what, it, what we need. Christ has done for us what we need to be taken care of in both body and soul. He's won our salvation for us. We don't have to prove anything to anyone. He's gifted us with many, many gifts. We are stewards of the time, the talents, and the treasures that he has given to us. And they all belong to God, and he has graciously bestowed them upon us. Therefore, I don't need to be self-centered and worried about me. Um, I need to be, uh, I'm called to be a servant to all. And whereas Paul applied that to uh, the Christians in Corinth in, in chapter 8 to their situation about the issue with food, now he's going to apply it to his own situation too. So he starts out in chapter 9 with a series of rhetorical questions, you know, am I not free? Yes, he is free. You and I have been set free from sin and death and the devil because of the work of Jesus Christ. Sin no longer um, is going to damn us. It's been paid for through what Jesus did. Uh, death no longer is the end for us or, or the gate to hell. Jesus has, has gone to prepare a place for us in heaven. And the devil, while he can tempt us and while we give into his temptations from time to time, he is already judged. Hell has been prepared for him and one day he's going to be there eternally and he knows it as well. That's why he's tempting us so greatly. While the devil can't get to God, he can't change God, he can't hurt God. He can hurt those whom God loves, and so he's going after us. But we are free, set free from every single one of them. So Paul says, uh, am I not free? Yes, I'm free. Am I not an apostle? Yes, he is directly called by God. Jesus Christ um, met Paul on the road to Damascus. He set him down. He blinded him for three days. He converted him. He brought him to faith in, in him. And uh, he has seen the Lord Jesus Christ. His third question there. And uh, his work is definitely in the Lord. But obviously, Paul had to defend that quite often in his ministry. And people said, Paul's really not a true apostle. Uh, Paul is just doing this to cover up his work. He's really going to go out and kill Christians once he gets you in and sucks you in. And Paul was constantly defending himself. Um, and uh, uh, so Paul had to do everything he could to prove that he was really, truly an apostle of Jesus Christ for their sake, that they would believe the message that he brought to them about how he is their savior too. And so Paul does this quite often. So sometimes Paul, as he did right here, would not receive payment from those he um, uh, he preached to. Now he could have he could have asked for that payment and certainly could have got it based upon God. If you remember when we were studying the Old Testament, the Levites, the priests in Old Testament times were to take a portion of what the people brought as their sacrifice and take it for their own good. Um, similar to kind of like what, what pastors, how pastors oftentimes were paid back in the day that that only got a salary uh but farmers would bring you know some of their meat some of their produce to take care of them uh for for the people and uh um so not not too dissimilar but paul says no whatever i can do i don't want to put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of jesus christ you get that in in verse 12 even though rightfully so he has the right to that and boy that i speak to our society today because in our world and our society, if I have the right to something, well, then I'm going to do it no matter what it might hurt or how it might affect someone else. But yet that's not the Christian way. That's not what we saw in the example of Jesus Christ. Paul says in Philippians 2, Jesus, though he was in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but lowered himself 
And we're called to do the same thing in the light of Jesus Christ. We're called to love like Christ loves us. We're called to forgive like Christ forgives us. Uh, and that changes everything and how we look. Because the most important thing is to not put, put an obstacle for the gospel of Jesus Christ. People coming to faith in Jesus Christ is the most important thing. People staying in that faith in Jesus Christ, not putting obstacles in their way, is more important than anything. Jesus said, you can gain the whole world, but if you lose your soul, you've lost it all. You can have anything. You can die the richest man in the world or woman in the world. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you just lost it all. On the same, In the same hand, uh, flip that around. If you die knowing Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you gain everything. You are heirs of the kingdom of heaven. You are heirs of everything that belongs to God and everything belongs to God. So what, what quite a reversal. No wonder Jesus would say, uh, you know, don't fear the one who can, uh, who can uh, destroy your body here on this earth. Fear the one who can destroy both your body and your soul in hell. We fear and love and trust and put our faith in the true God. And in that we gain everything. Uh, Paul goes on to say, uh, for I am free. Uh, verse 19, I am free from all, really. Uh, I don't have an obligation to anyone. I'm set free by Jesus Christ but I'm not going to use that freedom for my good. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be free, free to be a servant of anyone and everyone. Look at the example of the, uh, um, of the Good Samaritan. Look again, the example of Jesus Christ. Look at the example of the apostles, the original apostles, who many of them, or most of them, except for John, uh, gave their life for the faith. Uh, they were willing to be servants, and Paul is an example of that uh, also. He says, then because of that, um, I'm going to, if I have to change anything in me, if, if there's, if there's a ad, different attitude I need to have in order that I may reach every single person that I possibly can, then I'm going to do it for the sake of the gospel. Um, and he says, in order to do that, this is what we're going to have to do. We live in a, a pretty much an undisciplined world that basically says, I am who I am and, and uh, uh, therefore I can't change that. And, and the Christian does not live that way. The Christian says, I need to discipline my body. I need to tell my emotions sometimes to sit down. I need to tell my feelings to take a back seat to what I know in my head is right and what I'm called to do, to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind, and to love my neighbor as myself. I need to discipline myself at that every single day because that selfish, self-centered person in me wants to come out every single day. And I live in a society which continues to push that and say that. You and I as Christians live differently. So God bless you as you continue to read in 1 Corinthians about this walk with the Lord in our Christian life, the great practical application which implies to, which applies to every phase of my life. Tomorrow, we gather into God's house to worship him on that fourth Sunday uh, after the Pentecost. And uh, we continue to be empowered by God who's going to feed us in his word, who's going to feed us uh, through the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I pray that you're in the house of God worshiping him. Uh, where they teach the, the truth of the Bible. And uh, if not, uh, if, if you can't make that, I pray that you join us online or some other Christian church online. Uh, many live stream worship services going on in there. And God bless you as we fellowship together and we read the word of God together.